0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Average Critics, joined as usual by Obi and Chris. How are you both? Fine and dandy.
1: Yeah, good thanks. How are you?
0: Good thanks. Fine and dandy. Good way to describe it. Uh, We've got potentially a lot to cover today. Uh, Seems like there's been a lot of content come out at once. Um, So we'll try and cover as much of as we can. Um, Obviously you can find other reviews, uh, written reviews on Instagram, and um, we're at Gravity Critics. Um, but yeah, so I start with some film news um, Top Gun Maverick has passed a billion, which I was quite surprised at actually, considering Doctor Strange 2 is only at about 950. Um, I know it was popular, but didn't realize it was that popular
2: it's very popular i think it's like things it with top gun i think it was similar with the first one as well i think the first one made quite a lot of money for that time as well it's like that good old-fashioned american you know action film you know so i think a lot of people gravitate towards that true i think it's the first tom cruise film to hit a billion which again i think is quite
0: surprising because he seems to be in like a lot of popular franchises yeah i don't think any of the mission impossible films have uh grossed a billion and yeah. he's not in any
2: superhero films no I was, I'm surprised I'm surprised that last Mission Impossible didn't I thought that if anything that would have made a billion yeah um, but I, I don't know I,
0: I felt like it was quite refreshing um, for it to pass a billion most of the other films that have um, have either been superhero films or animation mm. um, you know your Disney, um, Toy Story 3's uh, Finding Dory uh, maybe a couple of others, and then I think Skyfall, and maybe No Time, no, not No Time. Die, Skyfall did. So yeah, it's, it's mostly kind of those sorts of films, and this one just felt a bit different.
2: Yeah, I think it's nice when you think that, like, uh, when you've got all like the people who are like, oh yeah, superhero films are ruining the film industry, blah, blah blah blah. So it's kind of I I don't agree with it, obviously, but I understand why people think that kind of like those films have saturated the market a little bit, so it's enough to see something non superior related um, make that amount of money. Obviously, it's still like an action flick, but I suppose generally those are the ones that tend to make those sorts of money. I mean, ones that don't outside of that are normally the anomalies, to be fair. Like Titanic and all that stuff.
0: Exactly. And that's because that was like a huge, like, spectacle. Mm. Um, Yeah, I know. I I was kind of surprised. And also... I think this weekend probably American, but there was four films that earned twenty million dollars or over that weekend, and it was the first time in years that that had happened. So it seems like the film industry is recovering.
2: Mm. People get back to normal.
0: Yeah, but I'm also quite surprised that there's still good figures considering there's you know there's now Paramount Plus in the UK as well as all the others. So you just sort of think. You know, something's still drawing people to the the cinema itself. Um, mm. which obviously, I'm here for. But does, does it, was it
1: was it on Paramount Plus or anything simultaneously?
0: No, 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 and and it, I don't think that would count for box office. Oh, sure, um, but no, I can imagine. I can imagine Tom Cruise would probably. He, I think he's old school, isn't he? He
2: he'd probably want it to be exclusively in theaters for a, <laughs> Well. Um they finished filming this in twenty nineteen but obviously they wanted to release it. I think I think in twenty twenty they wanted to release it, but he was like, nah, well you gotta wait until all this COVID shit is done with <laughs> So like they actually listened to him unlike um WB with a uh, tenant. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um but yeah, that's uh, the second Joseph Kosinski film we've had this year, uh being Spiderhead, but you know talk about that maybe later. Uh, Another bit of film news. Kevin Feige has said that Marvel are going to be at Comic Con this year, which is the first time for a couple of years. And the last time Marvel were there, they announced the Phase 4 uh, slate. So yeah, he's teased that soon we'll know who the big overarching, or what the big overarching story will be for Phases 4 and 5. So Yeah, intrigued to see what they announce. Um, imagine it'll be like a Blade release date, maybe a Fantastic Four, um, hopefully some other projects. But yeah, have you guys seen on the Grapevine, aka the Twittersphere, any, any kind of suggestions that what, what might be, or people are hoping to be
2: announced? No, but I was, I'm just looking out now. I'm wondering what the, um, what the, how long it is between Comic Con and D23. Because I would have expected Marvel to release stuff at D23 rather uh, than I think Com- D23. I, well, you'd assume so. They're probably the biggest draw out, mm. out for the Disney brand. That's a fair point.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I haven't heard anything to us about what's going to be announced. So anything they want to give us, I'm willing to receive. And nice. I would love. I would love to know what like the this overarching plot is going to be for Phase. Four,
1: five, and six, or whatever. It can be. I've got the I've got the worst feeling that four's going to die in this film, and it's going to really piss me off. Uh,
0: I think we did discuss something similar. We did, before. yeah. Um, and I mean, so Taika Waititi has said that uh, Love and Thunder isn't exploring the multiverse, um, but obviously there are. I think Feige said, you know, there's many. Comic versions of Thor That we've not explored So You know They can always just pull it Pull
2: him back out At some point (laughs) Yeah Just for uh, For completing So Comic Con is next month Is the 21st Of July To the 24th And then D23 Is September the 9th To September the 11th Um, I can see them releasing Like a Black Panther trailer uh, Or something Or maybe like a teaser At Comic Con maybe That's coming out Mm -hmm. In a few months is it? Well, it's, well, I think it's October, late October. My God, do you know? What? I think well,
0: I've had so much Marvel content this year that I'm kind of like expecting Thor to be the last thing that comes out. I, I've mm. re- only remembered yesterday that She-Hulk is a thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm now being overwhelmed by Marvel content.
2: Um, but we'll probably get a She-Hulk trailer. Actually, thinking about
0: it. yeah. I know that we've discussed this about Thor and Spider Man, but it seems like they're keeping the the time between releasing trailers like quite close to the release date of the films um probably because there's so much content you d- you're not gonna have a black panther trailer before Thor's come out and mm. that sort of thing, but yeah, it kind of sneaks up on me,
2: yeah, it's the thing like we don't really i think we're like we're so like. I'm not, not going to say saturated, but we're so, like, I suppose, well-provided for in terms of content that we're not, like... It's, there's I think, that for me, there's less anticipation for, like, trailers and stuff, whereas before, I felt like when you only got, like, just those three Marvel films a year or even maybe two Marvel films a year, you'd be, like, dying for a trailer or something, some sort of... Nothing. Yeah. like Before, I don't know, it's slightly different because, obviously, it was a combination, but before Endgame came out, I was, like... Like a crackhead like waiting for a trailer before like. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got one. Obviously, now I'm not I'm not too fast. And even like the last couple of Thor trailers I haven't watched I only watched the first one, I haven't watched any no, I watched the first two. Anything else they really stuff about I haven't even watched Because oh, I boss. saw you
0: down an alleyway be like, Oh, you got an endgame trailer mate, game
2: trailer <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Obi, it's fine.
0: You're watching fan edits of Infinity War being like oh, oh, is this the trailer? No nah. mate, I was down I was down
2: bad, mate, I was down bad. <laughs> but now you're eating good. Exactly. Too um. good. <laughs> Any... I I, don't,
1: I still don't understand why there's like fifteen, sixteen trailers for four. Oh, uh, it, it it it's uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's a bit overkill. Um, but that comes out next Friday, so yeah. I don't really
1: understand either because it's definitely. I think it's Thursday, actually. Although it wasn't the most popular oh. franchise, it's definitely. It was. Although he wasn't probably the most popular. Hero in terms of his films For the first two I'm sure the third one Has definitely boosted The like Want to see Oh someone's Alarm's going off Their food's cooked What's going on?
0: Obi's putting a limit On your Expression Chris
1: I know I don't say enough So he just wants to He wants to put me down <laughs> Even more mate um, like
0: you're speaking For more than 10 seconds
1: mate <laughs> Get off this pod Get off this pod No Um but yeah, anyway, yeah, move on, because uh, I could yap on about how annoying the trailers and stuff are. No, I'll mean, finish what you were saying, mate. I can't remember now. It's probably me, it's probably me six, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. Um,
0: do, you, do either of you have any other film news or anything that's... Uh, any trailers or anything you've seen?
1: I guess the thing I can think of is the whole... Uh, uh, Christian Bale saying he'd come back as Batman and stuff like that, but no, I haven't seen any trailers or anything. Yeah, I think
0: I think Christian Bale's probably quite safe knowing that he can say that, and the chances are Christopher Nolan's not going to ring him up and be like, oh shit, okay, if you're down, I'm going to do another four. I think he, it's one of those things where you know he can say it as a bit maybe fan service-y, but um, the chances are it's not going to get made. Um yeah. I think I said in the chat as well, like, with, uh, Chris Nolan falling out with, uh, Warner Brothers a bit. Um, but, you know, you know, the Flash film needs another Batman, so we can always put a fourth or fifth one in there. Um, do you guys want to chat about Stranger Things then? I know it's been a few weeks and, and we've been sort of, you know, it's always been. Are you, are you up to that?
2: Course, yeah? but let's
0: put it front and center. I think. Are you, are you I want to watch it, so. Oh, you crack on I think the second second half of season four comes out this Friday, so where are we at you know is eleven now called eighteen or you know still eleven what's going on
1: um so basically we see the characters from where they left off from season uh two where they split off, so Three. um Remembering the characters' names are going to be really hard, so I'm just going to quickly get them in front of me on the screen, because uh, there's so many of them. I was typing on the wrong keyboard. Sorry. Or Will. Yeah, kidnapped. So, um, got, so for the characters, um, we've got... Eleven. Uh, so, basically... Uh,
2: Sorry, Glenn, are you watching Stranger Things or have you given up on it? I didn't even finish season two, so don't worry.
1: Well, we've got Will, uh, Eleven, and Will's mum, who have moved far away from where they originally were, and then the other characters going on about their day. It starts with uh, Dustin trying to recruit people. Well, there's a bit before, but... Is essentially Dustin trying to recruit people for their D and D night uh, with a new character who I don't believe we've seen before, unless Obi says otherwise. Um, and his name uh, is uh, oh, no, Eddie Munson. Um, he's, a, he's quite a cool addition, actually. I don't, I don't mind him as a character. Uh, and basically, they go to play a D and D game. Um, uh, Sally, Sandy doesn't uh, takes the piss and says she doesn't want to play, and then. Lucas, who was part of... You
2: mean of the- Max? Huh?
1: You mean Max? I'm oh, sorry, yeah, her name's Sadie. <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong part. Sorry, <laughs> so Max takes a piece and says she doesn't want to play. And then you see that Lucas is playing for the basketball team instead of doing D&D. And he's like, looking for his mates because he thinks they're going to be watching his game, but they're not. And um basically they're playing D- D&D. Lucas's sister joins them. Um, as... Luke, anyway, I could go on about it. I can go point by point of what happens in the episode, but essentially, um, I can't, actually, shit, what, how does it start? How did, oh, um, basically this girl from the, their school wants some drugs and the new character that we've been introduced to, Eddie, he sells drugs. So they're in a forest together and then this girl starts hearing a clock noise, uh, or she has been hearing it before and that's why she wants to take drugs to get the noise out of her head. Um, I think the next day uh, she proceeds to go to his house. He's looking for the drugs or some stronger drugs. And when he comes back out, she's basically being possessed by... um What is she? Uh, what, do, what do we call it? Vecna. Vecna. So they've named it after another D&D character, Vecna. And Vecna is basically pulling her up into the, the air. Her eyes have gone white. And then he's trying to, like shake her out of it. It's not really working. And then her bones start to, like, mangle. And then she just, like, loses her soul and she dies right in front of him. Um, It's pretty, pretty, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, Graphic, actually. Mm. I'm quite quite surprised they went into such detail with the bone uh, cracking and all that stuff. And then uh, Eddie proceeds to run away because he thinks he will be incriminated for this. Although I feel like running away is probably going to make you just as incriminated but
2: I mean he was probably terrified as well yeah he
1: was also yeah probably terrified Um, so also uh, caveat to this so now we're going back to Will and uh, Eleven Eleven basically gets bullied at school no one likes her Um, she does a presentation the people take the piss out of her and then Will uh, we assume am I okay to say this we assume he's homosexual in this scene was it yeah. late? I mean, yeah. I think that's a fair
2: assumption. Yeah,
1: the, the girl's like touching his legs, and, and he's just basically like, nah, no. not no. having it. And um, yeah, so he tries to help out. Well, he didn't ever, he didn't ever step in for eleven. But then no. after she's everything's happened, she, he tends to go to try and rescue her and be like, "Are you okay?" All this stuff. Um. So yeah, uh, they're getting quite excited because Will's meant to be coming down to see them. Mike Mike, sorry. There's too many characters, man. I can't be doing doing <laughs> this. I don't know why I'm not just of this. I don't know. Oh, I mean, why'd you go have to make food, mate? Why'd you have to not do that? <laughs> um, basically, um there yeah. So that, that whole story's going along and then um what's his flipping name? Uh Jonathan mm. has become a bit of a stoner and he's got a new mate called
2: I can't remember that guy's name.
1: Trying to find it on here, but again...
2: It's something weird weird now.
1: Yeah, I I probably wouldn't be able to say it anyway, so let's just... Moving swiftly on, it's not really that relevant. Um, Basically, uh, then, uh, when Will comes... No, no, when... No, when Mike comes, he comes down, Eleven's all excited, blah, 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 they're going to spend the day together, they go to the ice rink... Uh, the the girl who was bullying her is there and then continues to bully her while she's there. Um, Mike goes to, goes after her. Um, Will basically says how, Will's a bit upset because Mike hasn't been talking to him very much. And Mike's basically like, well, you could always talk to me. Um, but I I think we get the assumption that I, I get the, I get the feeling and I think a few others do that Will fancies Mike, but it could be, that could be a stretch. I don't know. Um, You go back to the house, Eleven has a go at Mike because Mike never says I love you on his letters to her. There's a whole story there. And then I think the others tell them about Vecna. I can't remember how.
2: They don't know about Vecna.
1: They don't know about Vecna. Mm -hmm. So why did the FBI come around to their house to look after them again? Is that after Eleven goes off to get her powers back? Yeah. Basically... Eleven goes off to get her powers back for some reason. I can't remember why. Uh, Mike. Oh, Glenn left. Uh, Mike, Will. I'm here. Mike, Will, Jonathan, the other dude. Uh, after the FBI agents are killed because people are after them, they go off into a desert and try and figure out what, the, what they're meant to do next. Uh, Joyce and, um,. Uh Joyce, sorry, Joyce and uh so many characters. Joyce you
0: don't you don't sound very enthusiastic when you're I describing am, this I
1: don't know how I don't know how you guys do it all the time. Give us a synopsis with all these characters. I, I, like, <laughs> so what's this. what's the overarching yeah, wait, theme for this wait, series then? O- overarching theme is there's a guy called Vecna or a demon did in the upside down called Vecna. If you hear a clock ring, you know you're in shit because that means that he's coming after you. Uh, and basically once he's got you, you're pretty much dead. Um uh, we, later on in the series, um, uh, Max gets possessed by him and they make the connection that if she listens to the right music, she might come back to her senses and not, not die. And she doesn't die. She gets, she gets back to them. Uh, also they're trying to save Eddie cause, um, the whole town seems, um, the kids from the town seem to want to murder Eddie for him. They believe he murdered that girl. Um, and it really doesn't make sense, that part. But, yeah, we'll go with it anyway. Um, then three of the characters end up going to... No, four of the characters, Steve, uh the girl I can't remember the name of, uh Eddie and Robin, go to the Upside Down because they find a portal there. Um And they go to basically kill Vecna. No, again, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what, what made them think it was good to go down there. Um, they get attacked by loads of zombie flying bat thingies and then they go to find their house and then they have some communication with Dustin and the others and pretty much where it, it ends off where uh, that one of them gets uh, basically possessed as they're trying to leave the upside down.
0: Okay. So it sounds yeah. a bit more like horror than the previous series like the, the first two were a bit tame-ish weren't they
1: I, there's a, there is, I feel like it is more horror and more bloody because you see the incident there's an incident that Eleven has when she's younger where like, all the other kids die in the facility and um, uh, sorry did I cut off there sorry uh, where all the other kids die in the facility basically okay and um, she thinks she's done it. And then you go, you retrace her steps through this machine she's on, trying to get her powers back. And you find out that she she was really powerful. People picked on her. Then this one guy who worked there looked after her and he said, like, oh, come and meet me. I'll help you escape. And then basically she finds out that he's also got powers. He remo- she removes the thing stopping him from using his powers. And he just goes mental and kills, like, everyone. And then she ends up using all her powers and basically disintegrates him into the Upside Down, and that's how he becomes Vecna.
2: Ah. um, I think in that moment there, she created the Upside Down as well.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. And then this is um she's created the Upside Down. And then you see his backstory as well, because he's basically in connection... He's mind-connected to... Uh nancy and he and through that nancy can see how he like how he started off so he had powers from young and then he like found some spiders and whatever and then he killed his family basically but he wasn't strong enough to kill all of his family and then his, pr- his dad ended up going to prison because they thought that he had killed the, all the family basically so, so. So there's, there's a lot. Unlike, it, obviously, Joyce and Murray go off, go to find, um, uh, Hopper in Russia, and there's a whole thing of Hopper in the Russian prison, uh, of Joyce and Murray getting, um, tripped by a Russian person and stuff like that. So there's loads of different stories.
0: Is that why each episode's like two hours long?
1: Yeah, there's a, there is a lot of content that they've got to go about, because they Because they split everyone up. You've got to think about it. They've got Hopper in Russia. They've got a few of them in one area. They've got Joyce and another guy going to find Hopper. They've got Eleven who's gone off on her own. They've got Will and Mike who've gone somewhere else. Then you've got one of the characters going to do an investigation. It's just, there's a lot of stuff going on, basically. And then towards the end of this part, a lot of them like cluster together. And then through their... Entry into the upside down, or that where they end up in the upside down, they connect with the other characters, or a lot of the other characters.
0: Okay,
1: I haven't made it sound good, but I, actually, I actually quite enjoyed this season. Okay, maybe okay. I think there were a lot of different characters I, I like to see. I honestly, eleven character, I don't really care for. Um, yeah. And I don't think Mike and Will really had anything to really do in this season, in this part. Um, but every other character I think were really good and I really enjoyed the stories they had around them. But I don't know, maybe Obi thinks different.
2: Um, I also really enjoyed this season. I think it's the strongest season since season one. Um, season one, season one, I think, uh, is a bit better than this season. Um, I think... The episodes being um, like well over an hour is to its is good, but it's also to its detriment as well. I think there are some moments that are really good because they get to be like fleshed out and it, and it doesn't feel rushed in any in any way. I think it's well. I think the story is well paced, but I do think there are some points where you they could trim the fat a little bit and just cut off maybe five ten minutes off of of certain scenes that I think didn't need to be didn't need to be in there. Uh, I like all of the storylines to varying degrees, I think the most one that I prefer is like with Dustin, Steve, all them lot in Hawkins doing their investigation about Vecna and finding out all. Oh, I think that's like that's our main storyline. That's the one I care about the most. Um, I didn't, um, I didn't love Eleven storyline, um, but I like the end result and I like the reveal at the end of like her, she basically create she number one. Um, so she's eleven. Number one is the guy who was helping her, and he also Vecna. And she cre- basically, created the Upside Down. We find out that the Upside Down is like frozen in time. Basically, it's it's stuck in that moment that she created it. How many years ago that was? I guess. Okay. Maybe a couple of years ago, at this point. Um, and yeah, I think just generally, like, I really just like love the character dynamics with um with these lot I think they make a point of it at the start of the series like with for example like Lucas is trying to he says he's sick of like being bullied sick of being like a loser which is why he joined the basketball team um, and for a minute you think oh is he going to be like and obviously the basketball team are like part of this mob that are trying to uh, kill this Eddie character and you're thinking oh is Lucas going to kind of like join these lot and and like leave the main gang but in the end like you, their, their ties are too strong so, he, has to, so he, and he ends up going to protect his friend and ditching the other guys and, I like, and even, like, Steve and Nancy have, like, are having a bit of, like, a reconnection compared to, like, the last couple of seasons when it's been Nancy and Jonathan. Um, so I'm enjoying that as well. Um, and I just like the dynamics between certain characters, like Steve and, obviously, Steve and Dustin, like, um, Dustin and Eddie, Steve and Robin, like, even Nancy and Robin, like, they're, they're all developing. Um, and, like, even, like, uh, Joyce and uh, Murray, the, the guy who speaks Russian, like, everyone's got, like, these little dynamics that they fit into that I think fit well within the story um, and I think it's really like it's really it, it makes me engage it makes me care about the characters I think in that in that regard yeah. unlike, unlike certain shows that we might talk about <laughs> <laughs> so if um, if the
0: the the Upside Down was created by Eleven and is frozen in time so where did things
2: like the Mind Flayer and all the Demogorgons come from then? so I think they, they, they Dustin explains it I think in uh in one of the episodes, and I think he says that the Mind Flayer is the general, so to speak, I think, or like the big, basically the Mind Flayer is the big bad, and then I think Vecna is like his one under, like, kind of thing, and then everyone else, like the demigods, all that is under Vecna. Is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so, where exactly that, they... Where exactly the Mind Flayer origin... Obviously, we find out the origin of Vecna. But where exactly the Mind Flayer come from? Which I think the Mind Flayer is the big bad, I'm pretty sure. Um, we haven't found that out yet, so I'm hoping maybe these last two episodes, or maybe season the, last, the final season, they'll let us know, kind of thing. Um, um, sorry, go I
0: was going to say, did you ever see number eight again? No. No, no. So that one random episode in season two, yeah. whatever it was, was just that, still pointless. That was so... Yeah.
1: I don't understand. Like, but the thing is, like, I agree with Obi. Like, the, I think the character building and the relationships with these characters is what really sells this series. Mm. Like, it, it makes it so good that like, how they do so well connecting them. That's part of me. That's why I feel like I'm so disjointed with like the whole Will and Mike doing their bit. I didn't really. It didn't really appeal to me. Like, there was nothing about it that was like, oh, yeah, I want to know about this story. And the same with Eleven until the very end. Until it got a bit more serious, I didn't really care about her story.
2: Um, I, f- I think Eleven's, I don't mind because I could tell it was going somewhere, and obviously it's leading her to getting her powers back. So I think yeah. there's a there's a purpose to that story. Whereas yeah, Will, Mike, Jonathan, um, and the uh, yeah, Jonathan's friend, I think yeah that's not really going anywhere. And obviously they b- they bring Susie in it from into it from season, back from season three, um, and it just ke- seemed quite shoehorned into the rest of the storyline. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you in that
1: thing. Yeah, but I think it's a very, the series as a whole is very strong. Yeah. Um, the the thing that I think a lot of people are speculating about because there was a lot of posters released about the series before it came out, and a lot of people are questioning why. Um, is it Mike's mum is in one of the posters? Okay. And there's like a theory that she's the she's Vecna's little sister or something, and she actually survived.
2: And that stuff like that. That would be. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> that would be but yeah, to be honest, with Vecna, I like the reveal of Vecna's storyline and how he came to be. But I don't like. So we basically find out that the Vecna, as a young boy, just kind of like has powers and develops powers. He basically says like, my brain like works above the capacity capacity of like a normal human, and he, he's able to use his powers to use his brain to actually like do stuff that obviously other humans can't. And I don't like that they've just kind of. I needed there to be a cause for that. I didn't like that he's just he just has powers. I think that was maybe
1: so. maybe when they talk more about the mind flare, maybe it'll be something to appear with him. But maybe up. yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, there's a, a part in the film The Black Phone um, where, for absolutely no explained reason, um, this little girl is has dreams about where the kidnapped kids go. Um, and it's like clearly supernatural and her dad's like oh your mum commits suicide because she thought she could dream things but it's not explained like it's absolutely not explained at all and I was just like you've just used that as like a plot device to you know try and push it on and it just really annoyed me I like these things being explained like if you're going to go supernatural like just just go with it but don't have like one random character who seems to be like precognitive or something. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because the, the whole point of this series is like all the connections you make makes you want to investigate it even more and like learn what's actually happening. A bit, a bit of a like, why have you done that? Doesn't really tie in with anything else that, that's happened. But um, I and mean, then why is this kid the only kid that can do that? I, I assume there must be thousands more. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I yeah.
2: enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: but Sorry for the long-winded description of it all um, I didn't really know how to go about it Because we're like 12 hours deep Into this season so. It's
0: alright, well you've got two more Coming on Friday So uh, you can Give us a, an update on that um, Any any reason why
2: They split Seven and then two? <laughs> I think they hadn't finished production yet on those last Couple of episodes and they wanted to get they had, I think they had a date to get it out and they hadn't Basically they hadn't finished so they split it into two parts Oh right, fair enough. Yeah.
0: Um well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Um I might be one of these ones that when it wraps up fully I'll just watch it if you say it, it ends it ends well. Um Well, you were talking about or you're alluding to the fact that you don't particularly like the relationships between some characters in another show. Mm. Might that show be the boys?
2: Uh you have guessed well, my friend. <laughs>
0: Right, so let's, oh, we're all up to date on the boys, aren't we? Mm
2: hmm.
0: Um, so, season three was released uh, the other week, and it is following basically where we left off from season two, where Huey is now working for the superhero kind of, uh, the branch of government that is trying to keep superheroes in check um, from like a, kind of criminal point of view, like holding them to account in a sense. Um I'm stalling because I'm trying to find the name for the ladies.
2: Victoria. Victoria Newman, yeah.
0: That's it. Um yeah, so he's working with her. We know as an audience that she's the head popper, uh, but he at the beginning doesn't. Um so similar, the the all the characters are like split. Um so MM is trying to just focus on him and his daughter. You got um Butcher, who's trying to like, he's trying to go sober, trying to s- s- go legitimate, stop killing soups, but working like uh, kind of under Huey now, um, and then Frenchy and Kimiko are. I
2: don't really, I've, I don't they're, really, They are existing.
0: Yeah, I, I I find them quite boring, so I don't really. I kind of tune out when they're on screen. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so you've got uh, start. What's her name? Stormfront was kind of obliterated at the end of season two, but she's at least in the first couple of episodes, still alive. Um <laughs> and then commits suicide by million dollar babying herself, which was kinda of pointless. They should have just let her yeah, die. That was weird. Die in between series. Uh you got Homelander trying to increase his um power over Vault. Um he eventually gets Stan Edgar removed um and you know, is kind of coercing Starlight, uh basically just being a complete prick. Uh, at the same time, Butcher and the boys get light of a, get wind, sorry, of a weapon that might be able to finally kill Homelander because they think initially it killed Soldier Boy, um, not the rapper. Um, I knew you were going to say that.
2: I knew, I, was literally, I was literally waiting. for <laughs> the Wait, joke.
1: Wait, <laughs>
0: joke. And um, the weapon is kissing him through the phone. um but no, so Soldier Boy was a soldier, um from World War Two, kind of like their version of Captain America. um he was part of another superhero group called Payback, and he supposedly died in the 80s. Uh, he also inadvertently killed Mother Milk's family when he was younger, so, uh, MM doesn't really like him very much, understandably. But then they realised that actually the soldier boy wasn't dead. He was just experimented on by Russians and is now super powerful and might actually be able to, uh, kill Homelander. So he is joins forces with Butcher, who's been taking temporary V and, uh, getting his own powers, um, on the assumption that Soldier Boy can kill all of the people that betrayed him as long as he helps them kill Homelander. The last episode we saw was the much-anticipated Herogasm, um, which was not as Herogasmic as maybe we thought it might have been. Um, but yeah, there was a pretty cool fight scene between Huey, who's also on Temporary V, um, Butcher soldier boy and homelander so i quite like this show i know it's very gratuitous and over the top and trying to push the boundaries i mean the first fucking scene of the season is a tiny ant-man like superhero crawling into someone's um i don't even know the anatomical word for it but you know the dick hole uh sneezing and then accidentally growing bigger and exploding him so that was funny. Um, there's obviously Butcher's favourite word being in English C. Um, but yeah, herogasm by comparison was quite tame. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Obi, talk, talk to us about the, the characters and, and your thoughts on them.
2: Um, well, yeah, generally, I don't want to, I don't want to seem like I'm down on the show or anything because I do enjoy the show. I think it's a good show. I think it's well written. I think, um, the show does satire better than, Probably any show that I've watched, like the way they take certain themes and certain things from real life and incorporate it into the show and take the piss out of it in a way that's like enjoyable, I think is really it's sort of really really clever. So like even like the stuff like um, what's it called? The one that stuck out to me the most in the last episode was um when they were singing Imagine on the uh that was
0: so funny. Yeah,
2: <laughs> take obviously that happened. Was it during COVID that happened? Uh, yeah, yeah it, yeah, it was. Gal Gadot, wasn't it? Yeah, Gal. Yeah, like even stuff like that. Even like like, Homelander is basically like this fucked up version of like Donald Trump who like get gets himself into a position of power and doesn't know what, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, um, and I think those aspects of this show. Right? And even like when they take the piss out of Marvel, they take the piss out of the Snyder Cut. Like they take the piss out of like yeah. anything, basically anything and everything, which I think is really well done. and I do really enjoy. However. Um, the one, the thing I think the show is lacking, and I suppose it's the point of it, is that everyone in the show is a dickhead. Like, mm. maybe, I'm trying to think, maybe the best characters in this thing is Mother's Milk, I guess. Because he's like, has some sort of morals, I guess. But like, I don't know, and I guess Starlight's actually pretty nice. But like, everyone else is an arsehole, and like, you, I don't have any connection to any of these characters because they have very few demon qualities. Um and that makes me not really want to root for them, so I, I don't really care about the outcome. Like part of me wants Homelander to win just to see what, how crazy he can get, and I shouldn't really want that. And I should want the the good guys to win, but there aren't really any good guys in this. Yeah. Um. And like even like for me, the whole stuff with like I, I like Billy Butcher's character, but him taking uh, temporary V seems is odd to me because like I know his his whole thing is like, oh, we're gonna le- we're leveling the playing field da da da, and even like he says to uh to Mae before they start banging, um. Like, oh, we have to get rid of all the soups every last one of you, blah, blah blah blah. But then, like, you're taking the power, so like, in my eyes, like, you're obviously it's not as bad, but like, you're a hypocrite. Yeah, massive hypocrite. And obviously, I yeah. get it because everyone, like I say, everyone in the show's a dickhead, so I get it. But I even that, just like, because you're so dead set against soups, but then you're taking the like, it's, it's yeah, it's stupid. To me. I, I think, guess, but I guess, but
1: I guess, how else are you going to really win? Because like, murdering some soups that don't aren't, aren't really relevant aren't, isn't going to help his
2: cause, is it? I hear you, but to paraphrase Mother's Milk, you've got to draw a line somewhere otherwise you don't know where you stand. Yeah. And I think, I guess, I guess, in a way, like,
0: I kind of respect the writers for... Butcher is literally, he's, he basically says something like, I don't have a line or something. Mm. You know, he is just so... He is also almost as, like, tenacious as Homelander. Mm. Um, and, in fact, he's slightly less uh you know he's got fewer emotions because you know homelander's very unstable mm. um in a lot of ways but he clearly needs validation whereas butcher's just like maniacal it's crazy. Mm. Um I do think that there's characters, whilst not very redeemable, like Homelander is a really good villain because Homelander's one of the best villains I think we've seen on TV like ever. Yeah, it's it's insane because you're he is genuinely sinister mm. and but then also like the ways that he he kind of you know when he's when they're doing like the test run-throughs on on the show before the, the the speeches and then he he's like oh i'm just changing this and starlight you have to say that we're together now it's just mm. like all that really like insidious stuff as well as you know lasering people in half um mm. and, I,
1: and mangling bodies like he did to starlight's ex-boyfriend
0: Yeah, yeah yeah i mean so but then you know you kind of you kind of want Huey to be the person that you can be like. Actually, he's the top voice of reason, but he's also a bit of a knob. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't like his arc in this season. I just don't. It Maybe doesn't. And like, obviously, you can see he's like getting addicted to V. But like, <clears throat> I think the whole presence in the last season was that he was like really in love with Starlight, mm. and like he's kind of just like put that to one side for his love of what uh, Butcher. Like what? Doesn't it, it, it? That Huey's Huey's storyline has just become so wayward. I don't. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense to me.
2: He seems obsessed with this idea of like saving Starlight and being the. I think it's definitely it's definitely like that fra- that male frag that fragile male ego. His ego's getting the better of him, basically. Like, mm. I he basically can't handle that his girlfriend's more stronger than he is. That's basic. That's literally, literally yeah. it. They tried yeah. to
1: that with the jar
0: didn't they but that Mm. was very subtle i mean surely we're going to get to a stage though where you know huey knows that butcher hates all soups and butcher has said every last one of you that's going to include starlight Mm. you know i I can't see him making an exception for that Mm. um and if it does it's not really in keeping with his character um I do, I do like the series, but I do, I just kind of think that they just sort of need to stop with some of these side plots. Like, I feel like A Train has been irrelevant for most of the entire run of the show. Queen Maeve is pretty irrelevant now. Um, you know, the Deep is even more of a joke. Kimiko, they don't even let her say anything. Uh, Frenchy is boring. Black Noir. It was interesting to see his like. The reason why he never speaks, but he comes and goes. I just kind of they just kind of need to focus on the
2: main storyline. I think. Um, I personally don't mind like the little side storylines, but f- for the most part, I think that I agree with you that I don't really care particularly for um, Kimiko and Frenchie all that much. I think they them two could leave the cast. I think <laughs> at the end of the season and be, maybe be replaced with a couple of different characters, and would and I wouldn't mind. Um, mm. I think that. A Trains. I'm kind of hoping. I hope that. A, I kind of hope that A Trains dead now because I think it. I like that his thing is kind of like, I suppose, come not full circle, but like he's kind of like come to a point where you're like, okay, this character can die and we can. I think we don't. He's not left anything hanging, like, we can mm. we can go to him now, even when he was like going on and on to uh CEO actually, about um about uh Blue Hawk, completely justified in doing so, but then obviously. Ashley was like well you killed three people <laughs> like and, yeah and, like no one no one stopped you from doing anything like and obviously he he just shut his mouth and he was like he didn't have anything to say so i like that i like that that interaction and i like that he said do you know what fuck it i'm just gonna even though my heart will explode i'm gonna kill this guy and now he's dead and now they're well maybe they're both dead and i think we could end that there and again maybe replace him with a put another different superhero in the seventh and maybe someone who's a bit more interesting um, I th- oh maybe a bit more complex. I think someone like the deep. I think you just leave in there because he's just such a fucking stupid character, and he just does stupid stuff like the stuff like eating the flipping squid and all stuff like that. You just leave him in there for like the- and like getting sucked off by the squid. Like you, <laughs> just, you just got. I think you just got leave him there for those stupid jokes. Like
1: oh, I don't what? know, it pisses me off. He's just so redundant. Mm-hmm. Such a redundant character. And, like his powers aren't even like that good. Like in season two, they like literally put a boat for a whale, and that was his big like wow-wee moment. And he didn't really do anything.
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, did, like, when he was eating the squid, and he's like forces down his mouth, and he just goes, he's praying. <laughs> I was <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that made me laugh.
1: That in fact was um, no pun on his name. That was pretty deep, actually. That yeah. part um, mm-hmm. because like obviously, if you could hear animals. It would probably make you more reluctant
2: to go ahead and eat animals. Yeah. So, and I think he kind of goes to show as well, like ha- what a big hold that Homelander has on everyone, because everyone, everyone, just wants to like impress him and yeah. like do what he says, basically.
1: Um, I mean, I mean, the thing with the deep backing everyone. I mean,
2: originally,
1: oh fuck, that was so stupid. And then when they uh, when they said, "Oh, it's for anyone who's ever written anything bad about Homelander," mm. I was like. That makes more sense. Mm. Um, I do feel like I agree with you, A Train is it it was a it was an interesting arc he had, but I think it's done. I think he still will be alive though, but I think it, it is done now. Um
2: I think especially sorry, just to interrupt you quickly, especially with the fact that he can't run anymore, I think it makes it even a bit more redundant. Like, yeah. Yeah,
1: but I don't, I don't get why he keeps grasping on everyone. Like people are trying to help him, and he just keeps like fucking people over.
2: It's, again, it's nothing. He's trying he's trying to carry favour the Homelander. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean so, I mean
1: I guess fame and fortune gets you a lot, doesn't it? So, yeah. I guess that's what he wants to be back in the seven. I mean mm. I'm interested to know what's happened to Maeve. I feel like if her season yeah. four comes out, she's probably going to be like lost it, lost her way, in, like in a, uh, a hospital somewhere that no one knows about, or she's deep. Very deep underground, I don't really know. Because she's a strong character, so I feel like it'd take a lot to do her in. Um, I think
2: Homelander could probably do her in. Yeah, I'll be 100%. Early.
1: But, like, I'm interested by um Noir. I think his character has been slightly more interesting this season. Especially that he's scared shitless of. of uh, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Um, like, cracker like, and, like, literally fled. Mm. And, uh, if you've watched the like, I, think, I think the thing for me in this this, se- this series is that I've I don't know if you guys have but I've watched the cartoon
2: I watched nah. two episodes maybe uh,
1: but like most of the episodes are just like filler episodes where they do funny stuff so like one episode is of all the characters that have shit powers that the powers can't do anything and, they, and then they go and get take revenge on their families and stuff because they find out that no one's born with powers, everyone's been given V to get powers. Um, and in one of the episodes, it, it, and I think it's episode five or six, which actually might, might both of you might be intrigued to watch, is the, the the start of Homelander. So when Noir is actually the number one hero, and Homelander's trying to prove himself, and he kind of fucks up proving himself, and then Noir actually ends up going we'll say, he didn't say anything, but he like, writes down, we'll say this, this and this, and he's mm. the reason that Homelander's become number one so fast, and like, it shows they have a friendship, so then, flip mm. side, when he takes out his tracker, and they say, oh, he's taking out his tracker, and Homelander, Homelander's like, what? But mm. like, he's he's like my closest con- companion, but mm. uh, that, that hit deeper because I'd watched the previous, um, the, the little cartoon, basically, mm.
2: I was yeah. going to say as well, like, cause I, like, yeah, I did hear about this episode actually of the cartoon, which I might watch just for some context. But, um, I'm curious as well, like, uh, obviously, uh, Soldier Boy's on the loose, so Noir one's, Noir one's the away. Then he comes and also asks the twins before, just before he kills the twins, he asked them like, kind of like, why'd you do it? And he, they said, oh, it was all Noir. So do you think they were just trying to do him in or do you think he actually was behind it maybe? Well, they said that Soldier Boy said, Was it him that he said Noir wouldn't have done
0: anything without Vought's approval? So Mm. that to me suggests that Vought wanted to get rid of him. Mm. Um, Which is interesting because you know, Stan Edgar has so far been reluctant to get rid of Homelander so maybe they learned their lesson uh, from trying to get rid of Soldier Boy. Do you think Um, we
2: see Stan Edgar again?
0: Yeah, I mean they didn't kill him off so I imagine Mm. he'll come back at some point. I reckon maybe Homelander will realise he can't Keep on top of everything and needs
2: him, but mm.
0: yeah. I mean, considering Stanega has no powers, he seems to talk shit to a lot of suits super- yeah. <laughs> too. I, really,
2: I love that though, because I, I, I think I, <laughs> I just love Giancarlo Esposito. I think he's just such a yeah, he's such a cold actor. I love
0: him. Yeah, it's good. I, I like the boys as like the antidote. Really, is like the complete not antidote, the complete antithesis of everything else we see. Okay. Um, How do you think eh. this season ends? Sorry, sorry. Um, I don't know. I quite like. I'd quite hope that Soldier Boy is not just a one half a season thing, um, but I can't really see him and Homelander being, you know, clashing for too long. I think at some point Homelander needs to die, and then maybe Soldier Boy becomes the big bad. But
2: um, no, nah, no, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, right. I don't think Homelander dies. If Homelander is going to die, it's the final episode of this of this show in total. Yeah, to and I would
0: I would kind of hope that as well, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know if Soldier Boy, you know, him being a one-and-done thing would be a bit shit. But I guess Stormfront kind of was. Yeah, I
1: don't, yeah Stormfront was, but, I mean, they probably could have kept her story going on for a bit longer. But, like, I think for Soldier Boy, he's either going to die at the hands of Homelander, or he's going to realise that Homelander is actually probably the guy he should probably be teaming up with, and then he'll probably join the Seven or something. Um. But, like, I, I think... I was reading online, actually, because, like, obviously the big power is that... Um, I First of all, I don't know if Boy's original power or was this power that he has now. I don't really know what his power was.
2: I don't think it is.
1: You don't think it is?
2: No, I don't think so.
1: But, like, this power he has now obviously takes people's powers away. But, like, a lot of people online were saying that it... it. Well, not not a lot of people online. Someone online said, like, they don't think it'll work because, like homelander has been genetically engineered with all this V inside of him. So,
2: haven't they all been genetically engineered?
1: Yeah, but I think like he's been like his his blood is like ninety seven percent like V basically, rather than blood. I don't know someone was saying it. So, but I just don't feel like uh, it, they've obviously they've obviously put in this Russian music as a trigger. So he's gonna underperform, isn't he, every time unless he hits yeah. that music. So.
2: Like, what's it called? soldier in it
1: yeah and it's been very convenient timing every time we've heard this music by the
2: way <laughs> yeah but um yeah and I, i'm wondering if is so when the when the russian music plays is this and just any russian song or is it was it, both times was it the exact same song
0: i presumed it was the same song but i couldn't really very, tell right.
2: very convenient <laughs> but then i
1: also assume that if he'd been tortured there's probably many, many songs mm. that the torturers played, unless it was the mechanism that they chose in order to, like, mess with his mind. Because mm. what, they they tortured him or did stuff to him for, what, 40 years?
2: Mm,
0: so yeah. a long time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, I mean,
2: I don't mind it. Um, let's... Talks just quickly, more. I wanted to reiterate well, actually, that I agree with you that the Hero guys episode was very underwhelming. Just just put that out there. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, literally, at the beginning of the episode, it was like, some scenes in this show might not be suitable for anybody. And I was like, y- you see a lot worse on Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah. what, I... what on it was really that bad. I mean, I the don't... worst... Th-
0: Go on, Chris. No, no, no. I was going to say, the worst thing about that episode was when A-Train runs with that bloke scraping him off the floor. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't think, even
1: sexual. <laughs> yeah, I think in the I think in the comics it's a lot worse. But I feel like although although this series has no holds bar, it can do whatever it wants. I feel like they do tread on the tread a bit carefully. I mean, it's pretty messed up that the deep was getting sucked off by uh, octopus. Mm. I think it was pretty. I mean, there was a lot of things going on, wasn't there? Like obviously that the dildo was made out of ice and it burnt that woman. Uh, Obviously, that guy had that really long penis that he could do anything with, which was a bit weird. Um,
2: Love sausage. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think for a TV series, it's quite graphic. But for what we've seen on this series, it's really not that graphic.
0: I agree. Uh, I remember an episode of Game of Thrones where um, Theon was shagging someone, pulls out and you see his, like, you know, love sausage and i'm like that's more graphic than anything that we saw in that episode but anyway Mm. it's fine uh maybe it was a intentional misdirect um ob because of nominative determinism i would like you to uh actually that's not even the right phrase but i would like you to discuss uh keep us up speed with obi-wan
2: we've finished that show now so um Sorry, can you vamp for one minute and I'll be right back and I'll happily discuss Obi-Wan. Sorry. Oh,
1: he's getting out of it, mate.
2: He's getting out of it. Wow. Give me 30 30 seconds. I apologise. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, we'll wait for the octopus to finish him off and then he can come and talk to us about Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we finally finished this series. I mean, I say finally. It kind of came and went pretty quickly because we got two episodes uh on May twenty seventh and then five weeks later, uh it's over, so um we kind of bridged the gap slightly between the end of Revenge of the Sith and before A New Hope. Um I don't think any of us were like super hot on it, but the last time that we left it, um I'm we... back it. Okay, cool. You could can... <laughs> I just run out of things to all about um, but yeah so, so episode 5 did we talk about that already or did we need to talk about it uh, I don't think we did talk about episode 5 actually okay so catch us up then so episode, from episode 5 to the end where where did we get to
2: uh, cool so episode 5 <clears throat> we're on the rebel base uh, the path I think this is what they're called they are like oh we have to get away in the ship blah blah blah. but the ship's broken duh, duh, duh. they ask Leia to go and fix the thing up in the tower whatever whatever they use the tracker that they put, in, put on uh, Lola in episode 4. Stormtroopers and Reaver will not come down. They break into the base. Um, Obi-Wan finds out Reva's genuine, uh, intention was to, is to kill Anakin, not to, um, not to, uh, work for him. Because we find out that she was the youngling. Obviously everybody knew, that she was the youngling in the first scene and then all 66, blah, 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 blah. She killed his friends, blah, blah, da. Um, Obi-Wan lets himself get captured. And then leads the stormtroopers into some sort of ambush, I think. Um, and then um, the, him and Reva plot. The, this is the worst plot of all time. But him and Reaver plot to um, kill Vader. Vader comes down. Um, everyone starts fighting. Then Tyler dies. Um, I brought. She says, "Make the force with you." Lets off a bomb. That was a nice moment. Um, the robot died as well. That was sweet. Um, then they all go into the ship. Um, and then Vader comes bust through the thing ship goes off Vader just says nah brings it shoots <laughs> it down that was hilarious and then whips uh, the door open with his force powers which is pretty cool but then some, for some reason just lets the small ship go away I don't know why he did that um, so yeah small ship fucks off then Reva again worst plan in the world Reva comes up from vader from behind to try and kill him and i was like you're so dumb you i think you'd be able to tell that you're there anyway and then obviously <laughs> we find out that vader knew the whole time like who she was and what her plan was because obviously oh, it's darth vader a dumbass um and then they f- they fight and this is actually a pretty cool fight because like darth vader's like not even trying <laughs> and yeah. like he manages to fight her and make the, and the fight looks good and he's not even trying for half of it and then there was one cool bit as well where he takes her light, her double-edged lightsaber, with her, breaks it, chucks her one, and this is yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah. That's right. I again.
0: Yeah. Is um, this the episode where um, we saw Hayden Christensen as like a you know in like a flashback? Or yes, was that episode.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah, 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 and oh, love the flashbacks. Love, love the content of the flashbacks. Why did they not de-age them? Oh my god, it pissed, it pissed me off so much. Like, what the hell?
1: They did the age it, but I think they like he had lotus. He had just real deep frown lines, a dart and I don't understand why they just didn't do his forehead oh, as well.
2: Mate. He looked about thirty five, and yeah. like yeah. he's supposed to be at that point, what is, eighteen? Like,
1: is he the, oh is God. he the same age as you
2: and McGregor? Because genuinely, no, <laughs> looked... no, you and McGregor's about fifteen years older than him, I think.
1: Oh mate, you and McGregor look fucking younger
2: than them. I couldn't, I didn't get, I couldn't believe it. Oh, mate. it. Honestly, it annoyed me so much. It looked so, they looked so old. It was, it was, oh, it was so annoying. But I liked again. I liked how they had that theme of like, Anakin kind of like wanting to win so badly that he wasn't like thinking about like the bigger picture and that kind of like mirroring what was happening in the episode because like, um, Anakin is just like, kind of showing off. I guess like he was showing off like when he was fighting obi-wan in the training and stuff like that um and yeah i really enjoyed that scene um and then yeah he he well he we think he we thought he killed reva but he just ended up stabbing reva in the stomach um and she somehow managed to survive and so did the inquisitor as well like a lightsaber's just not lethal anymore well, nah man so it's just a little flesh the wound
1: the inquisitor has more than one stomach so i think that's why he's managed to survive i don't know how
2: i mean i hear that he, like is he a cow
1: I don't know. That's what I read online. I hear I it,
2: but like his lightsaber went through his body. Like I feel like you still, you probably still die. But right. and yet
0: these stormtroopers get one little pew pew. Oh mate, and, honestly, you know, and they got all that armor. They yeah. are
1: anyway. Fucking pants. Yeah. You know.
2: um, um, bef- before we go on to episode Ugh, episode, six, I, I was going to say as well. Sorry, just the episode five um, ends with um, Reaver finding the transmission from uh, Jesus Christ, Bail Organa. Saying about about Luke being on Tatooine.
1: That also didn't really make sense. I I
2: agree, Chris. Yeah. What, as in, like,
0: why is she so angry and wants to kill Luke? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, considering she witnessed all her mates get killed. Yeah. And she wanted to get revenge on that, but then decides, oh, no, actually, I'm going to do it anyway. And then is like, oh, no, I'm not. I mean, her whole thing, I didn't quite make sense. She was so pursuant of um, Obi-Wan. I mean, I guess she kind of blames him for Anakin going bad, but
1: I, like... don't, think, I don't think she blames him for going bad. But she blames Obi Wan for not being there. Mm-hmm. She, so
2: were, she also says, like, you were his, you were his, he was your padawan. But like, why did you let him do that? Kind of, thing? Yeah, she doesn't say that to him. But yeah,
1: I do. I don't think Reva's motivation for going after Luke is necessarily not there. It kind of makes sense to me, but in line with the story it doesn't make sense. And for me, Darth Vader doesn't know he has kids. Mm. So going after his kids makes no sense. Like, what's she going to do? Oh, I've killed your kids and he's going to be like, well, they're not my kids. So
2: Did she, she know that they were Anakin's kids? I don't think, think so. I sort
1: don't of think so. Why was she going out after Luke and Leia? I don't understand.
2: Honestly, don't, honestly this is what I'm saying. I think that doesn't, it doesn't make Well, sense she
0: was you. only going after Leia to get to Obi-Wan.
2: Yeah. But... Um, yeah, but then why, so why go after
1: Luke? So, that that tra- the transmission dropping first of all doesn't really make sense. But whatever, her picking it up and going, "Oh yeah, let's go after Luke," doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like the fact she doesn't actually probably know that Anakin has kids because I don't think anyone knows besides Yoda and um, no. Obi Wan or Ben Kenobi in this series. So the whole that whole part of it was a bit. Nah, yeah. And yeah I, okay. I feel like for all the I know, a lot of people gave her a lot of hate online, but I actually thought she actually did quite. I thought she was a really good actress in this series. I felt like her story just kind of is it plateaued? Is that the right word? Like, it, I mean, there, yeah. there was really anything to it. It was kind I of idea. like in the end, and it was kind of like oh. I okay.
2: think I think the I don't think the character the character was written very well. No, um, but yeah, I
0: mean, my question was going to be like. Now that we've seen the whole series and how little Hayden Christensen's was in it, and how they didn't bother to DH him, like, do you think it's kind of they, they were justified in bringing him back, or were you kind of like, mm, could have? It's nice, but could have done without it,
2: considering how little they used it. Well, it's like, it seems just like they brought him back for hype. And almost, you know, I'm happy for. I don't mind it because I'm happy for the actor because I, I, I. Can imagine he got a lot of shit when the sequels did come out, and like, for, I think for fast forward 20 years, like, people were really, really happy to see him back in these, these, uh, this TV show. So, I imagine that felt quite good for him. So, I'm happy for him in that respect. But I would agree that like, like, he didn't really, he's in a couple, of se- like, I can put a handful of scenes, like his actual face, and obviously, like, in episode six, you see like a bit of his eye, um, but. Yeah, I think you don't really justify the, him being in it, I don't think. Mm. The actor yeah. himself. Yeah, I, th- I think
0: it was more like, like you said, just to kind of, oh, we're bringing about this name. And, yeah. I mean, we even said before the show, we were like, well, he's disfigured at the end of Avengers of Sith, so he's only ever going to be in flashbacks. But mm. how much flashbacks are they going to have? But yeah, mm. anyway. So uh, what happened in the last episode then, Obi?
2: So, episode six, um, all the people from the path. I wonder if anyone, I think, um, sorry, it's just a side note. So, um, Luke is talking to uh, Rokin, which is um, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr., his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically is saying, like, kind of like to keep the keep the rebellion going kind of thing. And I feel like this is kind of like the start of the rebellion. So, and he's like, oh, I'm just getting started. So I wonder if maybe we're going to see that character somewhere else, potentially in maybe Andor, where like they're obviously knee like, deep in the rebellion. But anyway, yeah, that was, that was just a good point. thought that passed into my head. Um, but yeah, they're on the path, they're on the ship. Um, basically, Luke is like at full power now. He's saying like, okay, I have to, it's got to be me. I've got to go and face Vader so you can, you lot can all get to safety. Luke, sorry, I meant uh, Obi-Wan. Uh He's saying to everyone, you will get the safety. Leia's like, no. Uh, she's upset for some reason. Um, and then he was like, allow it. i got this, like, relaxing it. So he's like, cool. So yeah, they, they all fuck off to wherever the fuck they're going to. Meanwhile, Reva is on the hunt for Luke. Again, like we just said, don't really know why. Um, what her objective was. Uncle Owen and I Beru is kind of sick, you know. Baru. <laughs> Oh <laughs> Owen goes to Maru like, Oh yeah, should we run should we run kind of thing? Baruch's like, nah <laughs> <laughs> I was I came in like, for I a respect-
0: fucking shoot out
2: <laughs> <laughs> I respected it. Like anyway, but um yeah, obviously, Reva comes, they fight, she chases Luke into the thing. Um at one point she pulls out her lightsaber and I'm certain Luke sees it which I feel like negates some stuff in episode four, because Luke doesn't have any idea about fucking lightsabers or the Force. I also like thought Luke had never met Obi-Wan. I know that... Yeah, I know that he... I feel like he knew of Obi-Wan, but... Didn't
1: Obi-Wan give him, like, the pieces to the ship at the beginning? Or did Obi-Wan just leave it for him?
0: No, nah, he gave it to Owen, and Owen. Owen, was like, and Owen, nah, no, you're sorry. right. Yeah, I was
2: uh, but, um, in episode four... T- obviously he sees the message about from Leia about Obi-Wan Kenobi. He says, oh, I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi from the canal, whatever the fuck he's has Ah, uh, right. So I think he's heard of him, but I don't know. Obviously, at that point, before seeing this, you you feel like, oh, they've not really met, but he's heard of him around. In this one, obviously, they, they meet. <laughs> and yeah. Like, you know, a bit, you're a bit like, mm, does that fit in within the continuity? I suppose it does, if you like sus- sus- suspend disbelief a little bit. Whatever. Uh, didn't love that storyline. So yeah, she obviously about to go and kill Luke but then she kind of like has the flashback she's realizing that she's kind of like turning into Anakin killing kids and, and this is where she draws the line and so then she picks him <laughs> up and takes him back to the thing and Obi-Wan's like uh you did the right thing she's like what do, like where do I go from here kind of thing like I failed them I failed my friends I didn't avenge them da-da-da. and he was like nah like by showing him mercy like you showed that like you're better than you're better than Anakin blah 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 She's like, cool, drops her lightsaber, pisses off, don't know what she, where she's going to come up next. And then just before that, so Vader and Luke meet on the planet and they face off. Obi-Wan, you keep calling him Luke. Oh, why do I keep saying that? Sorry, Obi-Wan and uh, Vader uh, face off in on some random planet and have a pretty cool fight, I would say. Um, Obi-Wan's it, like, go on.
0: It was It was a really good fight, but...
1: Where did Obi-Wan get all of that power from? He literally was, like, God mode. Literally. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Everyone I spoke to is just, like, going on about this fight. I think it's the best bit of the whole, like, season, series. Agreed. Like, it's epic. It's long. It's what we wanted. It's what we've been waiting for. But, like, just out of flipping nowhere, he's able to, like, command every rock in a, like, 100-meter radius and just chuck it at thingy i'm pretty sure ray although ray's not as experienced as obi-wan obviously but i'm pretty sure her in like the ninth film she really struggled to do anything like that So I, mean, I don't
2: mind that because obi-wan's supposed to be the guy like i feel like from like the 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 lord that we've gone like, obi-wan was supposed to be like the obviously before before luke was luke obi-wan was the guy the top jedi kind of thing so i think it makes sense for him to be super powerful i think it's it's weird for us now Because we've only This is the first time We've seen him like this In all of the content That we've seen Yeah before. So it feels a bit misplaced But I, but I, I like it But I get why You have my grievance To be fair
0: It was a good fight Because there was like Genuine aggression In the way that they were like Like slashing their lightsabers. So was normally They just sort of like You could tell It's it's kind of like a, a Play sword fight They're just tapping it You know Ooh, I'm just going to yeah. hit you here But no They were proper going for it um, Yeah and there was points where, you know, Vader clearly had the upper hand. But we, we obviously know that Obi-Wan, well, neither of them are going to die. So, um, yeah. but yeah. There was, was some
2: great dialogue as well. And I, I can't, I'm annoyed, I can't remember any of it. But there was some, I think it said something along the lines of, like, um, oh, what he, like?" Vader says, like, um, no, he's, uh, sorry. Obi-Wan says to Vader, like, I failed you or something like that. And then Vader says, you didn't fail me. Like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. I'm what remains. And then yeah. I think Obi-Wan says, well, then my friend is truly dead. I said, ah, yeah, that got me. <laughs> that got me. And there was one moment as well when they, um, I don't know if you guys thought the same, but when uh, Vader buried Obi-Wan under the rubble, it just reminded me of like Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, do you remember that bit in Spider-Man Homecoming when um when Peter gets uh, trapped by the vulture? And then he's like, come on, Peter, like, come on. And then he like, <laughs> uses all his power to get out of the rubble from the the, the the broken building. I don't know if you guys remember that.
0: Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, that, that, but, yeah, Brings back a memory. Um, yeah, so we've had that fight. We had Reva kind of, you know, concluding her arc. Um, then, um, what's his face? Vader is like, tail between his legs, like, slatching around, going, like, lost again. And then we get, hey, um.
2: This is what I'm saying. Vader, Vader's, i Vader might be the most overrated supervillain ever.
0: <laughs> oh, that is a bold claim.
2: I'm This <laughs> I think this is why I think they've done him dirty in the
1: series. Because, like, I assume he's, like, getting to the peak of his power. What has it been 10 years since? Yeah. He must be pretty strong. Yeah. But, and then he just gets murked. Although he did let his guard down, he did just get ripped. And then, yes. like, what was it episode six? He what he takes out the Emperor. So he must yeah. be strong.
2: True. I think but, my focus my...
1: sorry. sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I see I, I said but, and then I didn't really. <laughs> no, what I was
2: gonna say after my um. So two things I was gonna say is that um. For the first part, uh, I think yeah, it's it's weird, kind of like how they showed Vader's power scale in this, because obviously Episode Three, and they even Vader, Vader's like uh, evil, sinisterness. I suppose if that's even a word. Um. Obviously, Episode Three, where he's dragging people through through the street and like choking them and killing them and stuff like that, gets Obi Wan, drags them through the fire and all stuff like that. Like I am what you made me and all that stuff. Great line, by the way. Um. Uh, but then obviously you get to this episode and like he kinda gets winced like But I feel like so afterwards he's like talking to Palpatine and Palpatine's like Like Are you sure you're up to this? Like like, is Obi-Wan gonna Yeah, you're gonna get murked again? Obviously he is gonna (laughs) He's like no I'm on it that kind of thing But I feel like obviously even though he said he killed Anakin I think part of Vader was like I don't know if I'm really gonna kill my old master and I think that this is just me like Taking from it, from what I'm like interpreting, but I feel like he wasn't he wasn't going for 100 percent at that point, and I think that's why Obi Wan was able to to beat him. If I could be wrong. Palpatine's just always in these people's ear, like him, Literally. and then um, Clyde he's like a little shister. He
0: is. Got what was coming to him.
1: I do you know? I didn't realize until the other day, and maybe because I never rewatched Number Nine, but I didn't realize that the Palpatine in Number Nine
2: is a clone. Mm.
0: Oh. Oh, I, I kind of tuned a lot of that out.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, we I know. Uh, sorry, I know you. We we're recapping still. Um, we see Qui Gon Jinn right at the end. Yeah,
1: no, that, was a,
2: that was good. I, I like that.
0: A cameo that we kind of hoped from. I remember when we saw episode one, we were like, "Oh, I hope we see him." He was in it for a little second, but it was like a nice little nod. It
2: was. Um, yeah. it was like, I thought? I thought you would never come or something like that.
0: <laughs> I would. I would see a Qui Gon. Qui Gon series. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson can still do it at sixty-seven or whatever he is. You know, is he sixty-seven? I thought he was like right.
1: there's, like, there's like He three, might be. There's like three or four series. No, three, four or five series that I would like watch. It's probably like a backstory of Yoda, a backstory of Mace Windu, backstory of Qui Gon Jinn, the Republic before it. We see it now.
0: Yeah, we and, actually need a Mace Windu series because um, that purple lightsaber is iconic.
1: Yeah, and maybe maybe even even a like a Palpatine series.
2: Like uh, I've had
0: too much Palpatine in the
2: last. As I was gonna 10 years. say, the Palpatine series is supposed to be flipping the prequels, isn't it? Yeah, the <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> But you know, with children being taken, Liam Neeson is the perfect actor. To be a joker, <laughs> you know he could go in his little uh, uh, little intercom thing and be like, "I have a particular set of skills." particular skills i
2: have um <laughs> <laughs> green lightsaber um, i have <laughs> i was gonna ask so like uh so couple questions uh on the uh you know my my classic rating rating scale so out of all the star wars shows uh where do we rate this one my first question uh i mean
0: i would say purely because i like you and mcgregor and i have more of a like you know a slight affinity to those characters than I did Boba Fett. I'd probably say it's better than Boba Fett. I think Boba Fett, you know, was very this disappointing is, for the fact that it was...
2: W- this is way better than Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett, terrible. Like yeah, Boba Fett
0: is Boba terrible.
1: But... Boba Fett is like the shittest
2: series.
0: Awful. But this awful was also ever. just quite boring.
1: Like, yeah, I mean... I could have people, done without it, to be like, honest. Honestly, um, I mean, there's other one person outside of this like, group of us talking, I spoke to about this series, and they absolutely loved this series, and they gave it like an eight or nine out of ten. Art. And Mad. I was just like, "What? Who's that? Joe, A boss from work." Oh, okay, sure. And I, I, he, he was like, "I was trying to say to him what I didn't like about it, and he just kept rebuttaling me." And I was like, "Look, no matter what you say, like I ain't gonna <laughs> start liking it because you're saying all this stuff, I know what all this stuff is. Yeah? It ain't gonna change." Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> Okay, so that's second question uh, what would you guys rate this shot out of 10?
1: Seven
2: uh, Five Oof
1: Maybe yeah. Verges on
2: a 6.5 i five. I'll
1: say 6.5 It's only getting that rating as well because I like Ian McGregor I think it's cool they brought back Hayden Christensen even though it was pointless the last episode saved it for me if I'm honest So okay. that fight scene was, was epic was whether cool. I think it's right or wrong how it happened it was
2: epic um, third question, and I'm pretty, pretty sure I know the answer for this. For Glenn, anyway, I don't know about Chris. Um, does the show justify its own existence? No. No.
1: Hmm.
0: What do you think?
2: I agree. <laughs> to be honest, we
0: didn't. Need
1: it's not it. yeah. for the fit all over again. Like, I don't care.
0: Yeah, I also don't need a
2: season two of this. No, me either. See,
1: um. that I could get on board with, but I just don't know who. Like, what's he fighting?
2: Do you know what just, it is? Sorry, actually, God, sorry, Chris. I'm keeping no, talking.
1: I, I think, like, just, I just don't know what he'd be fighting. You know, like, he could go off and have his little adventure with Qui Gon and go with the Force. Mm. Well, since he really going to do that's like, we care about. Like, There's really nothing.
2: And and like, this is the thing where like, there is very, 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 very little stakes in this show because the two main characters we know are going to be fine. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I think yeah. if you took. This show, you could maybe even keep Vader If you took this show Get rid of Obi-Wan and replace him with another Jedi A different Jedi, I'd be so much more interested Because I'm thinking, oh actually something might actually happen To this guy Or make the show about the Sith Inquisitors And you hiding, you could make it like I don't want to get like, <laughs> bring the mood down But if it was like a, you know, like Jews during the Holocaust That sort of vibe And you make it about the Sith Inquisitors And a Jedi who's hiding from, you know, from them lot Make it about that and you take those sort of themes from it and you take the themes of like Obi Wan saying like the Jedi's are gone, we lost all of that and you bring you make that bring that to the forefront of it, I think that would be more interesting. But they kind of like let that go by the wayside after like episode two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they, they always just come back to characters that we recognise and they still don't seem to like to deviate too much from that. Um I guess there's also like with the animated shows that are filling the gaps in between as well. Like mm. you end up just muddling the canon too much. Um, mm. So yeah, um, let's wrap that up. Um, when's the next Star Wars series? Would it be Mandalorian season three?
2: No, it's uh Cassian Andor show. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, end of August. Okay, fine. This content's sneaking up on me. I don't know
2: uh, if it's just the year going too quickly. Um, right. Definitely. I don't know about... Wait, what are we going to talk about next time? Sorry, I'm, I'm uh, pro- I was,
1: probably not going to stay on for too much longer. Well, oh. I was
2: just going to ask how much longer you guys wanted to... Oh, I, I, would, I would like to talk about Miss Marvel. If we can. I was going to come to that next. Okay, cool. Because I was like, my followers don't know ball. I asked what's better. Miss Marvel or Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I was going to say... Landslide, I couldn't do, believe it. Do another
1: pod on Thursday. But okay, I, I'll stay on for a bit of Miss Marvel.
0: We'll just but, do Miss Marvel and then we can... Yeah wrap it up um I, you know I know Obesity and watch Love Island so oh, actually, um <laughs> which is I like, but, yeah. oh yeah well eh, I've started watching that um Ms. Marvel so we have had three episodes half the season so far um I'm pretty sure we talked did we talk about episode two or have we not we have I'm pretty sure okay so just a quick recap uh Kamala has got the bracelet She's testing it out. Bruno uh, was like, hmm, seems to be coming from within you rather than the bangle. Um, then you've got um, the side. If I'm talking about things that happen in episode three, just I'll just keep talking because I'm probably converging them all. Um, but her friend Nakia is running for um, part of the... Council at her local mosque, which is a progressive thing because women still have their own section of the mosque. Um, and then, it's as far. yeah. <laughs> um, you've also got, um, a slight bit of backstory about Kamala's grandmother who, uh, was like disgraced from the family because, uh, oh no, it was a great grandmother, wasn't it? Because mm. during the partition of India into Pakistan, uh, India and Bangladesh, um, there was some like controversy there um there's also suggestions that uh maybe the the grandmother um great grandmother aisha uh you know used the bangle and and you know maybe has some sort of uh, similar powers to kamala you've also got um kamala saves uh, a a young boy from falling off of um the mosque at uh, an Eid celebration, uh, she's being dubbed, was it nightlight? Um, mm. and there's, there's the start of like maybe a little conflict where Naki is saying, oh, well, this person's not necessarily good for our community because it's bringing a lot of attention. And, um, I like the fact that they don't shy away from the kind of, I guess, profiling that the, mm. um, center for damage control are. Kind of just presuming, you know, the, 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 I can't remember the agent's name, but she comes into the mosque and is is very kind of disrespectful and um, doesn't take her shoes off and things like that. Uh, Then episode, they they
2: say as well they've already got the FBI watching them as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Um, So, so there's obviously some sort of uh, undertones going on there. Um, Then episode, uh, episode two ends with, um, Kamala kind of running away from the, uh, Department of Damage Control and being saved by, um, Namja, who is her kind of quasi-love interest, Cameron's mother. Um, episode three, Namja explains that she, Cameron and a couple of others are enhanced beings known as clandestines or jinn, um, who are from like another dimension. And that Kamala's great grandmother was one of them. Uh, we see at the beginning of the episode, like a flashback from the 40s where they take the bangle from what looks like a scroll or is it Cree? Kree. Cree Kree arm. And they said it's one part of,
2: uh. Yeah, so where's set. the other one or something like that? Don't
0: they? Yeah, so it's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, what's that? What's that set of Yu Gi Oh cards where you had to get each individual one? And it built up to like oh, a sick yeah. piece of armor. I can't remember. The forbidden one. That's it. The right Zodia arm of I the forbidden that. one and the left arm. So it's like that. <laughs> it's like, you've got the right arm. We need the left arm. Then you need the left leg and the right leg. And you'll it was some big Kamala um, Power Rangers thing. Um, but yeah, so that was cool. Um, and then, you know, initially the clandestines are trying to help her. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we have the bangle. We need to get back to our dimension. And then very quickly they get impatient and, Very
2: quickly.
0: <laughs> and during, um the, the wedding of Kamala's brother, um Amir, uh, they, they kind of confront her, but Kamran is, is trying to, like, talk them out of it. He seems to be on her side. And, uh, there's a fight scene that happens and Nakia discovers that Kamala is, uh, well, nightlight call her because she's not said in marvel yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this episode was also filled with a lot of cultural references and learning. So, you know, I don't know how many people would realize that Pakistan and Bangladesh used to be India before Britain like split it up and was the reason for, you know, some of the conflicts there. And, um, it was nice to see like a Pakistani wedding, um, in its, you know, full spectacle and um you know that we've got the character of bruno is, is quite nice to sort of be like why do they do that why do they put their heads together and why mm-hmm. do people pat them so it's it's kind of educating us as well which i think is really important um because you know we don't we don't get to have that too much um these people the, this group of people being shown on screen so i'm certainly learning things as well um but yeah, I'm really liking this series so far. Um, still, bit co- I th- I thought they were going to say that these clandestines were either like Eternals or um, Inhumans or I something like that. Well, but, yeah. but no, they're a whole other. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, they also say like they're from like a different dimension. So I'm wondering what they mean by that as well. Yeah,
0: and we debated this on the group chat because is it um. I can't remember the name of the place from Shang Chi, but that was a different dimension, but not a different universe. Mm. So I imagine it's something similar. It's kind of like a pop, you know, within the same sacred timeline. But yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm confused as to how it all works. But yeah, yeah. they they've also altered Kamala's um, origin story because the bangle was originally Terrigen Mist, wasn't it? That's how she got her powers, which is the yeah. same as in humans, but they're no, not really. Yeah um
1: I guess, I guess they could say it is that though, couldn't they? Because Terygen Mist think it, they could, yeah. The Terrigen Mist is only giving someone powers that are kind of in them already but they just can't release. So
2: Yeah. So like yeah, like to pick off well, back off what Chris said, like what we know from Aegis of Shield was that <clears throat> the Kree originally did experiments basically on humans, um, and created inhumans. Um mm-hmm. and like they had made this device along with like the mist and stuff, which you're, when you're exposed to it, um gives you your powers kind of thing. So, and obviously we see in this episode that they take that, like you said earlier, going to take the bag off a blue a blue hand, which could be could be a crew. So I think I feel like they're going to work might work that back into it somehow, like the Inhuman side of it maybe, and that that gives them like a little opening to do so.
1: I think they are very. It sounds very promising for a secret invasion kind of type. Mm. fan mm. series, so I not, that's where they're going with
0: it. We're, are we getting a Secret Invasion show, or is it Secret Wars? Something like that. It some I, think it, I can't remember, you know. Because there's one with Samuel L. Jackson yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's remember. character. Um, I think it's Secret Invasion, but that's a show, yeah, as far as right. I'm aware. Um, we also, during the flashback that, that opens the episode, there's uh, a symbol on the floor, which is almost identical to the flag of, of the Ten Rings. Mm. So so there's a connection there. And at Shang-Chi, at the end, they talk about how the rings are calling out to something. So mm. I'm kind of presuming that the bangle is related in some way, or at least the energy is, to to the rings from Shang-Chi. There was also, I don't know if you did watch this back in the end, Obi, but apparently there was a musical cue during that scene that's from yeah, Agents of it,
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've,
2: got, I've got that. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, and, like, like generally, like, sorry, genuinely, I think the show's delightful, like, for lack like of a better word, like, I really, really enjoy it. And I think I said when we talked about the first episode or first couple of episodes that I think it's because this is, like, a show that I would just watch, like, on Netflix and stuff, and I think add that into, like, the the superhero element of it i think just enhances it for me um i really like the cat and i know this might be a bit far-fetched but it like, kind of reminds me of spider-man a little bit um and like his story you've got like this like young teenager who's a bit of like a nerd and like about like superheroes and stuff she like stumbles upon this power and then she like, goes out and like practicing it and she wants to be a superhero and then she's got this friend she's got two friends like one's, a f- one's also a nerd like bruno and ned like kind of thing and you've got like the key is kind of, like, the more sensible one, just, like, kind of, like, an MJ sort of character. Um, and, like, I don't know, I've really enjoyed their, like, their tandem. I really enjoy, like, the conversations that these characters have with each other. Even, like, the dad and the, Amir and um, and the dad, like, when they have a conversation about, kind of, like, uh, what sort of man, like, um, uh, son uh, amir is going to be like someone who chooses family and like, like tend not to worry about the fact that he doesn't have like money in his bank account because like you know um he's got a family and, and like that eventually will you know allow you to take care of everyone in your life and even the when uh kamala's struggling a little bit like kind of like with what she should do with like her powers and how she if she should help the uh the gym and she's like talking to her mum and her mum's like bandaging her up and stuff and she's saying that like talk mom's talking about like how hard her life was when she first came to America, from Pakistan, and saying that, like, and she was kind of like, asking how she got through it, and the mum says, uh, which was a really beautiful line, she says, um, I found my family, and I let them love me, like, I really, like, enjoyed those those deep character moments between, between, between these, this family, and these all these members and friends, and stuff like that. And yeah, said, and I'll... Sorry, go on.
0: Sorry, I was going to say, I really liked the conversation that Kamala and Nakia have in the toilet, where, like, Nakia wears a headscarf, and she says that, because she's lighter in skin tone than many of the people in her community like mm. she said she was not white enough for you know the general american population but not dark enough for you know the the pakistani community or the muslim mm. community and and so she said that wearing the headscarf made her feel more um a part of her culture. And mm. So I thought that was really nice as well, Uh just to have those moments of, like, humanity and yeah. and just portraying the Muslim culture in, like, yeah. just... It's a positive light, but it's also just, like, a, a, a normal light, you know?
1: It's very eye-opening, isn't it? Like, to hear all this stuff, like, I, I wasn't expecting the series to delve so deep into it and be so... um what's the word so uh that like, honest about it. Like, mm. I thought they'd like be a bit playful, do some stereotypes, but then you like allowed the characters to talk and they've really talked about their like religion, their beliefs, where they're from. I think it's quite insightful and it's I think it's what gives the show its its extra like factor.
2: Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think even like I think to top that off as well, like um, you've got these like really cool, really nice character moments, and then I think they mixed in with well, with I think some pretty entertaining fight scenes. I would say I feel like the fight scene with um, with uh, Kamala against the Jin like towards the end of episode three, I thought was was really entertaining, um, and I like the way. Obviously, I know people weren't massive fans of like them altering how her powers work, but I think the way they displayed it, I think it works really well in a fight, and I think they've done well to kind of like. Make that engaging for the for the audience to watch,
0: mm, definitely,
2: and I feel like I say this for
0: almost every show that gets released on Disney Plus, so I apologize for my repetition, but we're halfway through this series, and I still don't really know where it's going <laughs> yeah. like are are the clandestines the main villains? Maybe I don't know um, with the ended we ended the episode with uh, the suggestion that Kamala was going to go to Karachi to see yeah. her grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like th- this series is more about like just exploring who Kamala is, who her family are. Yeah. It doesn't really need like a, vi- you know, uh, a villain that's just gonna keep trying to take her bangle. So it's quite, the first two episodes were nice for the fact that there wasn't any antagonist. It was just her being a kid, you know, um, and, and navigating this world that she's in so
2: mm. i'm I, it's refreshing it's, it is a refreshing show yeah. um i also want to say there was two moments that made me laugh really loud in episode three uh, the first one was <laughs> when kamala pulls the fire alarm and um, her brother Amir's like oh shit we have to get the money, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the money well, i was i actually rewind that bedtime i was cracking up second point was just before she fights the uh the djinn, um, she tells everyone in the, all the chefs in the kitchen to, to get out and they'll ignore her. Then one of the gin comes in and just bangs one guy in the face and one woman puts the thing down the roof. Just she goes, nope, absolutely not. She <laughs> walks out. I was laughing for <laughs> ages. So, yeah. I crazy. like that. I, yeah, I agree with you. The, the kitchen one, that was funny. I
1: like that. I didn't quite catch the money one, so that sounds quite funny, actually. I think they do well to bring humour into this show as well.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, and it doesn't seem forced either. It just seems genuine, like quite effortless um, also i mean, um, just say Bruno just needs to man up and tell her that he likes her yeah honestly man, don't on. get jail about Cameron
2: mate he's call me Brian I like it, man you're getting parred <laughs> off you're getting parred <laughs> off man I love it um, but yeah I was saying and I was kind of like uh, someone who I follow um, like tweeted their rankings of like all the Disney shows and stuff like that and I kind of did mine but this has definitely had the potential to be my favourite. I know that's not like a popular opinion, but I think it's got, for me, it's got heading on that trajectory because I'm, I'm really, really liking this show. I, mean, I hope it finishes strong because I think I had the same thing with Division. I really liked that up until like episode maybe six and then kind of like seven and eight, I wasn't super hot on So.
0: Yeah, this has probably been the most consistent so far. I don't think it's quite had the highs that Division and, and Loki had in you know in like their best moments but also those series also fell quite badly as well um so the disparity you know when we find like ralph boner you're like oh fuck off you've just taken a piss out of the audience yeah. um things like that so this has been like a consistent kind of 7.5 for the three episodes whereas you know Vision would go up to like an eight but then down to like a five or six so um yeah i think it's promising and um i was this was probably the show where on paper i thought i probably won't like it that much because Mm. you know i'm not really into like the i don't know i just kind of presumed it'd be like the the teen river daily type stuff um but i've been very pleasantly surprised and i'm now kind of looking forward to seeing like where she fits in with the marvels Mm. um which I think is coming next year. So
2: yeah, it's next year. I was going to say I think that there actually is a fair bit of like the team, the team drama stuff, but I think it's just written really well, so like yeah. you don't notice it as much. <laughs>
1: I feel like I feel like this show does really well because um, like you don't expect you don't you, we haven't we didn't expect much from it, and it's exceeded the expectation of like nothing. That make sense. Yeah.
2: Definitely. I mean, I, yeah. well, okay, I wouldn't, I, me personally, I wouldn't be that extreme because I, 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 when I watched the trailer, I assumed that I would like the show because of the, like, the theme, the genre of it. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying like, like but
1: like, what but. I mean, what, what I try and mean is like, I never, there was no, no part of me that was like, oh yeah, I really want to miss Marvel show. When it first was announced, I was kind of like, okay, cool, whatever. And now it's on, I'm like, okay, this is decent, this is good, this is interesting. It's, I, sorry, it's exceeded what, my thought of it is
2: then i guess uh, to be fair i i completely with saying but i would say the only show that i thought oh, i really want this show so far is loki the rest of them i was like mm, okay but he yeah true yeah i,
1: I would say that one division was maybe an interesting concept i didn't really I did
2: want not, i that was my least anticipated <laughs> i did not want I, i'm glad i was wrong but like i didn't yeah
0: I think, I think initially when I was like, oh, they're just going to be doing different sitcoms throughout the years. I was like, mm, don't know about that. But yeah, obviously Marvel seems to know what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're getting a lot of, lot of Marvel content. So we get four Love and Thunder before we even get the finale of Ms. Marvel. And then, yeah, then I think She-Hulk is August, isn't it?
2: Some and might say they, we're getting quality over, I mean quantity over quality. Some might say, not me, but some might some say.
0: Some might say, uh,
2: indeed. I mean, I'm going
1: say that six episodes is way too short. I will, I will sit by that.
0: <laughs> what we should do is every, we should, you know, for pe- people listening, we should do like a your average critic's bingo, and like when we start talking about a Disney Plus show if I say that we're halfway through and I still don't know where it's going, if Chris says six episodes is too short, then, <laughs> then you get a prize. <laughs> it's, it's just
1: like... I, don't know, I can't remember. If you ask me something you say uh, regularly, Obi. Back, back in the day, Obi used to say spoiler a lot.
2: Spoiler lot, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or actually, um, what's Obi's catchphrase right at the end? Uh,
2: Keep, Keep the it sexy.
1: sexy.
2: There you go. I was a cub.
1: No. In <laughs> <laughs> the Card
0: mate, guaranteed. Exactly. But yeah, if we do a, we'll do a bingo card the winner gets uh Obi will give you forty quid.
2: Oh well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. Um yeah. Alright, well uh should we wrap it up there then for the day and then um you can also go and check out, like I said earlier in the episode, written reviews that we've got on Instagram under your average critics. So we've got Lightyear, The Black Phone, uh, Jurassic World, Dominion. Um, I haven't seen Elvis, but if one of you have, then please do a little review. Um, I'm going to try and watch Elvis, but it's two and a half hours long. It's, and very, it's very long. Is it just quick headliner? Is it good? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, that's enough for me to to, to dedicate. Three hours in the cinema. Um, I'm making my way through the Umbrella Academy. Um, we've also seen Hustle and Spiderhead. So look out for reviews on that. And uh, maybe we'll talk about them on another episode. Uh, the next the next big release, uh, according to my Odeon app, is Minions Rise of Groove. So stuff, I'm not <laughs> going to watch that. So if we talk, if we pod ne- within the next week, we'll have that to talk about. And then we've got Thor. So yeah, please do follow us on social media. Uh, Twitter is uh, yc podcast seventeen, and wherever you get your podcasts, give us a subscribe, a like, and a five star review.
2: Keep it sexy. Yeah, peace.